When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> the Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Carlton only give Collingwood a day to dominate the headlines before they reclaim them in shambolic fashion. The teams are in. There's a heap more making news too and footy tender on a Thursday night. Yes, indeed. Very good evening to you. Welcome to the Sporting Capital. However you're finding us, wherever you're finding us, uh, I hope you've had a, as good a day as you possibly could uh, and I hope you're hanging in there, uh, depending on what state of uh, lockdown that you're in, depending on what state you're in. Uh, Sam Hargraves here, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Of course, the floor is always yours. I've got an hour of... An hour of power to spend with you before we head over to England for the third test uh, between England and India. It's uh, levelled at one all that series, and this promises to be a, a fiery third test as the series is delivered in spades so far. So Adam Collins and the team are assembled. They're limbering up and uh, ready to take you through the evening with some high-quality test cricket. Uh, we'll do footy tinder tonight. We didn't get a chance to do it last week. We'll certainly put it back on the agenda this week uh, as well as we just get you up to speed on a few things we've been making news. And can I just say uh, to anyone who went and uh, got tested today, anyone who went and got a vaccine today, uh, thank you. Uh, really do appreciate you doing that. one three hundred seven three. It's the fourth test. Sorry. Is it fourth? Is it, are you sure it's the fourth test, Julia? I think it's the third test, isn't it? No, it's the third, isn't it? Let me double check that. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. I th- it's the fourth. It's levelled at two all, isn't it? Not levelled at one all. It's levelled at one all and they drew. Yep. All right. I can't read my own writing. Um, so the fourth test. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we'll just, we should have had that meeting off air, I would have thought. Uh, news making today. Uh, what's making news today? Um, the story uh, just out of Adelaide that Mitch Georgiades has been in a bit of a car crash with an L-plater who was on her way to school on her uh, motorised scooter. Uh, she is in hospital but believed to be fine. Um, he cooperated, stayed at the scene. The incident is described as minor. No suggestion of impropriety uh, on Georgiades' behalf. He uh, um, stayed around, did all the right things. Um, and we just hope that uh, that young lady is uh, on the way to recovery as quickly as possible, but believed to be a minor uh, incident, but was making news uh, today. Um, the word on the station all morning was that Sam Edmonds working on something, Sam Edmonds working on something. Um, and when that finally came through, uh, Sam Edmonds was able to enlighten us uh, on a story that Carolyn Wilson broke in The Age today, but it was in regards to the coaching situation at Carlton. 
It has been uh, confirmed by the age that Ross Lyon has pulled out of the Carlton coaching process. Dwayne Ross Lyon will not coach the Blues. Now, there have been some murmurings over the last 24 hours in particular, not so much from Carlton's side of things, but moreover, Ross Lyon's side of things that... Uh, that he had got cold feet, that he wanted to pull out of the process and wasn't all too happy with the uh, the comings and goings at the Blues, with the confirmation of a coaching subcommittee and the, and the seeming seeming willingness now from Carlton to go through a proper process. Well, Ross Lyon will not be a part of that, as I said, reporting the age as of a couple of minutes ago. So that was Sam Edmund today, Carolyn Wilson, breaking the story in the age. And it comes off the back of last night, uh, Ross Lyon was on footy classified and asked about his, um, I suppose, his view on the announcement that there would be a selection panel um, to go through an extensive process to find the next Carlton coach. The panel was announced this week and that seemed to be music yeah, that seemed to be news uh, to Ross Lyon that there was going to be this kind of, of process. This is what he had to say last night on Footy Classified. So I reached out to uh, Luke today and we connected. I said, just want some clarity. They're still... So they've put the panel together. But as I sit here now, I said, look, I just need some clarity. And, and Luke was terrific. He said, look, we're finalising, putting some finishing touches on, which they've clearly done with the panel. And then the other part of that is clearly what the process looks like, because it's just the word. What's, everyone's got a process, but what sits within that, the mechanics, what needs to be delivered? That, so that's what so I'm we, unaware of. And when that's put to me, and hopefully that comes tomorrow. He also then was asked, Ross Lyon, whether he would be willing to fight for the job and go through the process. Yeah, I haven't got all the answers. I, I didn't reach out. I have no manager that has been talking to me from the middle of the year. That, that hasn't occurred. So conversations occurred. I said, I'm interested in the process. I'll listen. I'll let the river flow, see what pops out. And, and I'm still waiting to hear what it is. So fight for it. I, don't, I think it's St Kilda. I went through a massive process, um, contrary to some people's opinion. It was like panel interviews, question and answer, psych, executive testing. I was headhunted to Fremantle. Um, and I've had 13 years of auditions. So that would sort of, that, that was deemed to have been a no, really, when you, you listen to that. Uh, so that's a situation today that Ross Lyon has withdrawn um, himself from the race to be a Carlton coach. Uh, this is just, this sort of reminds me of someone who comes home after having a few too many drinks and is trying to find their way to their room without putting the lights on. Um, you, you might get there eventually, but she's going to bump into a lot of walls and knock a few things over on the way. Um, it, it's sort of like hitchhiking to get to where you want to go rather than getting in your car, plotting out your course and getting there in the quickest time uh, or in the best time possible. Th those are the analogies that sort of come to my head when I look at what's going on at Carlton at the moment. The a review that gets started off the back of informal chats with players by the incoming president, this always seemed to be about David Teague, didn't it? And... Uh, and his job being on the line, despite what was being said. So you sack your coach behind the smokescreen of an external review. All the while, Luke Sayers has been sounding out Clarko and Lyon. So he was going through his own process before the official process that was announced yesterday. Then it turns out that actually, hang on a minute, not all the board are on board with you going after Ross Lyon. And then Clarko politely declines. Then we get the panel assembled, and then Ross Lyon is rightly confused by that because he believes he's been offered the job whilst David Teague was still coaching, by the way. He's now out, 
and you've sacked the coach thinking that you were going to get a big name and you're sort of right back to where you started. So I wonder if this is a blessing in disguise that this will actually force Carlton to really actually go through a proper process in terms of finding their new coach, just like Collingwood did. 90 names on a list and they whittled it down and Craig McRae's their man. That's the first time they've done that, Collingwood. They've either gone for a big name or uh, a favourite son. Brad Scott is the other, and this was, uh, Luke Sayers said they wanted the most experienced and uh, highly credentialed coach. Well, that would leave Brad Scott and Nathan Buckley, and from all reports, Nathan Buckley's not interested for at least 12 months, and then Brad Scott's got a heap of other offers on the table from what we're told. They still believe, according to Mick Warner, though, today in the Herald Sun, that they are a chance of getting Alistair Clarkson. They're still uh, chasing Clarkson, and, and he's still reporting that Brian Cook is high on their priority list as well. So it's just a confusing, and they might have a, a handle on what's going on in there. But from the outside looking in, it looks really unorganised, doesn't it? It looks like there's two different processes happening at the one time. The one we're getting told about and the one that's in private and the one that keeps getting leaked out. So this is it. If you're if you're Carlton fan today, I'd love to hear from you. I mean, do you just feel like you're lurching from one sort of stumble into the next? Uh, one sort of you're tripping over, getting up, tripping over again. Let me know how you're feeling about this. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I reckon you've got every right to be uh, P1 double fived off um, and slightly embarrassed about how this is sort of all unfolding. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. In better news today, um, Scott Morrison made this announcement in uh, today's parliament. We have won 60 medals so far and recognising the national significance of the Paralympic team, I'm very pleased to announce that the government will provide additional support to Paralympics Australia to ensure our Paralympic medalists will receive equivalent payments to our Olympic medalists, Mr Speaker. So that's fantastic news. And Ellie Cole, who's won 16 Paralympic medals, uh, a silver at these uh, at, at these Paralympics. She's got six gold medals in her phenomenal career. Um, was really emotional and uh, was ecstatic when that news came through today. So if you haven't been following this story, Olympians get $20,000 for every gold, 15 a silver, 10 a bronze. Paralympians receive nothing. Now, this is not because the Paralympic Committee is not generous, but they've got a finite budget. Yes, they've got $14 million in the bank, but this Olympics alone is costing eight, and they've got to fund the next two Paralympics out of that 14. So they just weren't able to afford it. So the federal government stepped in, and this is how that news was greeted today um, by Ellie Cole. I usually would never, ever post anything online of me being emotional, but I have found out in the last half an hour that Australian Paralympic athletes are finally being seen as equal to our Olympic athletes. And I really just wanted to thank Australia so much for watching the Paralympics over the last two weeks and fighting for us and providing for equal rights because this is something that I have been working tirelessly towards for the last 16 years so it's a very special day for me and my voice goes a bit funny when I'm emotional I've since realized but I just really wanted to thank Australia so much for seeing us as equal and I need to pull myself together because I'm about to race um, Bentley Relay for Australia, but I love you guys. And a big 
special thank you to Chloe Dalton in particular from the Female Athlete Project for bringing this payment equality to the media's attention. I can't thank you enough, Chloe. Um, and thank you to the rest of the country. So that was Paralympic swimmer Ellie Cole after the announcement today by Scott Morrison that the federal government is going to match uh, the dollar for dollar that the Olympians get for each medal they receive. 20 a gold, uh, that's 1,000. Uh, 15 a silver, 10 a bronze. Um, it's a fantastic um, result for this. And Chloe Dalton, who was with me during the Olympics uh, coverage of the Rugby Sevens, she has been at the forefront of this, set up a GoFundMe page, has been campaigning strongly to get this looked at and to get this changed. Uh, and that's why Ellie Cole uh, had specific thanks to her in that heartfelt message on Instagram. So that is the really good news story uh, of the day. And we've already got another gold uh, tonight in the pool um, for the Paralympics. So it was, I think, four golds yesterday today in the pool. We've already had another gold tonight. Will Martin smashed the men's 100-metre butterfly in the S9 final. Broke his own world record. Uh, so congratulations to Will. Um, 1300 736 736 Of course, uh, phone lines always open uh, on the sporting capital. We'll get into some footy tinder in a minute. North Melbourne have delisted four today. Don Tyson, Connor Menager, Will Walker and Taylor Garner. Got to feel a bit for Taylor Garner. In his nine years, he's missed 77 games with a hamstring, 12 with an ankle and five with a groin. He just never quite been able to get his body right. Um, but those are the four uh, delistings or players that won't be offered new contracts at North Melbourne for next year. And the Pies are apparently targeting Hawthorne assistant coach Brendan Bolton to be part of their new look coaching panel under Craig McRae. Uh, Rod's in Listerfield. G'day, Rod. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm really well, thanks. What do you got for me? Mate, as a CALP member, I've just got a simple question that I, you might be able to help answer. Why does Ross Lyon have to go through a exhaustive process to apply for a job that if Alistair Clarkson was available, from what I gather, he just gets it given to him. That's what I don't understand. Uh, without knowing exactly what's going on inside, my guess would be that it's because there are elements of the board or people on the board that are not convinced that Ross Lyon is the right appointment. So oh, no worries. That, that's yeah. that's my read. I could be wrong, but uh, I don't think there's anyone on the board that has an issue with Alistair Clarkson taking the job. Uh, it's just that Alistair Clarkson has said that he'd prefer to have 12 months off at this stage. But according to Mick Warner and the Herald Sun, they still are chasing him pretty hard. So um, that would be my read on it, Rod. Um, and then I suppose it's up to the individual whether or not they're willing to go through that process. And um, and Ross Lyon saying today that he wasn't prepared uh, to go through that process. He believed he'd been offered the job, and uh, or from what he was saying last night on Footy Classified. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's where it stands now. So they're sort of back to square one. If that's the case, though, then that shows that there's a fault with the way the Carlton board operates because he's gone out and on his lonesome then Luke Saves and made a decision without having the actual authority to do it. Basically put it out there that Ross Lyons an experienced wanted candidate but hasn't been done by process of the club. So maybe the the problem with our club is that the board doesn't function properly. He, he would argue that as president he does have the right to go out and canvas potential appointees but um but in saying that, he actually wasn't officially the president at that stage. He was the incoming president. But then again, he did call. For, he was the one that did call for the external review before he was actually officially president. So um, yeah, it, look, it does seem it's 
it does seem that there's been two sort of things happening in parallel. There's what we've been shown publicly, the external review, and uh, and this will be our coaching selection process. And then um, privately, there's been um, a, a different sort of process running, if you like. Um, and, and they may be very happy with that, Carlton. It would seem, though, that some stuff's happened... And then when the board's been caught up, they've said, actually, no, we're not, that's not 100, we're not all on board with that, which seems to be what's happened with with Ross. So, yeah, it's a strange one, Rod, and it keeps getting just a, a little bit stranger as well. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 I do like this text that came through um, a little earlier when I uh, botched the uh, what test it was. Uh, I've got to find this. Can I get a job there? You don't know what test it is. Ha ha. Um, yes, send in uh, your demo, send in your resume, um, and we'll go through that and um, given that you know what test it is and I don't, you may very well be sitting in this chair next week. Uh, just a, a slip from me, a complete brain fade. Uh, had the wrong thing written down, uh, but I do like that text. Uh, thanks very much for sending that through. Um, and I'm sure that you've sent it in the comfort that you've never, ever made a mistake in your own working life as well. So more power to you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Billy's in Ascot Vale. day, Bill. Yeah, okay, Doug. How are you going? Uh, good, thanks. Yeah, yeah, just quickly, yeah. I think Play School runs a better, better production than the Carlton Football Club at the moment. They are in the shambles. And just a quick question, uh, just regarding the Toby Green incident, if that was Razor Ray and not Matthew Devic and that incident happened, do you think it would be a different scenario? Because I think Razor's the men is a lot different to Matthew Devic. And looking at that incident with Rob Smith, he really gave him the more than you know, yeah, look, everybody's different, aren't they, in the way that they perceive things uh, and experience things. So I, I'm not um, privy to the the inner workings of the mind of Ray. I love hearing him with Jared uh, every second Wednesday. I think that's been a, a really insightful uh, and fascinating look into the way in which he as an umpire operates and, and the umpires in a broader sense. But, you know, Matt Stevick, he said that, you know, he spoke about how he experienced it, but that may be something very different for another umpire. Um, and I think, And I think given that, Ray may have experienced that differently and he might have he might have felt it differently and therefore he may have responded differently but as to exactly how it's i can't tell that but um everybody is different aren't they um and there are people that saw that as nothing that incident and there are people that saw that as highly highly inappropriate disrespectful uh, aggressive so everything's in the eye of the beholder isn't it we are all different and we all experience things differently so and i'm sure that that would have been the case for ray i just don't know how that would have manifest itself uh, on the night hey we're off and flying uh, teams are in as well we'll read through those i really want to get to some footy tinder uh, and speak about and get you swiping on the biggest issues of the week but we've got a heap of calls there and as i always say you are the co-host of this show so if you've got something you want to put on the table far be it from me to just insert my own agenda on the show, which is to get swiping on some footy tinder. But we'll do that if we've got the time. Our teams are in. You might not have heard before on the picks with Sam Edmund and Kingy, but for the Cats tomorrow night, you'll hear it, of course. You won't miss a moment of it on SEN. Cats and Giants, Radigalia comes in, kick two the last time these two teams played. Holmes comes in and Tui as well from injury. Out goes Dalhouse, omitted. Mark O'Connor's injured. Simpson omitted and Sean Higgins has been managed. Um, for the Giants, Bobby Hill comes in, Stone as well. Toby Green suspended. Tom Green injured uh, and Sam Reed injured uh, as well. So 
the Giants have actually won the last three against the Cats. That's an AFL best. Nobody's got a hold of the Cats three times in a row. Melbourne's won their last two against Geelong. But the Giants have won the last three. Um, but here's the kicker. And this is why in footy tinder, when I play you what Bob Murphy had to say, that Toby Green getting suspended the way he did is selfish. It's a big swipe right on that because he's kicked eight goals in the last two games against the Cats. The margin combined in those two games has been 51 points. He's contributed 48 points just in goals. That's not including the behinds. So he is essentially... A point here or there, but he has essentially been the difference between the two teams if you average it out over the last two games. Uh, what's more, the game before that, the first in that three-game run, it was Jeremy Cameron who dominated up front. He now plays for Geelong. So it just goes to show you how important Toby Green was for them to be able to get a win in that game. Um, Lions and Dogs, Payne and Robertson come in. Prior omitted McStay, obviously the injury, and Matheson was the medical sub. He's re-signed today, by the way, till the end of 2023. No change for the Dogs. So those are the teams uh, for the two finals this weekend, and you won't miss a moment of that action uh, as part of the SEN call team. Uh, AK's in Brunswick. G'day, AK. What's going on, champ? Champ. <laughs> now, do you mean champ in a good way or a bad way? A good way, mate. Ah, thank on. you. Very, well, you know, champ can be thrown up now is that, you know, the condescending way of when you champ someone? I just wanted to check. No, come on, mate. <laughs> uh, okay. Great work, mate. Brilliant. No, thank you very much, mate. I appreciate it. What have you got for me? Carlton. Uh, just about Carlton, mate. I reckon Ross Lyon was a done deal about a month ago, right? The situation, the good source was that he was going to get Aaron Hamill to the club, him and Aaron Hamill, and... He was not going to go through a process. So what they were planning to do is give Teague that one week off rest before, because at the moment it was all all over the place about Teague. And then when he found out that he had to go through the process, he pulled the pin. Because at the moment he was coming as a, as a package of him and Hamill, and that was a serious source mm. that even Ross were coming, Aaron Hamill and and um, Ross Lyon were coming as a, as a package. And as uh, soon as they found out he was going to go through the process, he pulled out. So I don't know what's going to happen to Aaron Hamill now. So situation that he was going to come and support the club that he um, he was at from the start. So yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, thank you for the call, mate. I greatly appreciate it. The talk was that uh, Robert Harvey might have been part of that as well, um, coming to Carlton. So it might leave a few people wondering what's next for them. Hey, there is some massive news. Massive, massive news that's just come out of Collingwood. A press release has just come out that Mark Corder, the current president, will step down in 2022. So the following statement was delivered to Collingwood members this evening. With the appointment of Craig McRae as our AFL senior coach confirmed and the AFL program taking shape, I thought it timely to update you on the other significant club matters. First, I've informed the Collingwood board of my intention to step down as director at the end of my elected term, which is the end of the 2022 season. My role as president has been to see Collingwood settle, transition and reposition itself on and off the field in the wake of the departure in February of long-time president Eddie Maguire. Now, it goes on. It's a very, very long statement. But essentially, uh, without going into the finer nuts and bolts, and I'll just get Julio just to highlight if there's anything there in regards to the possible spill of the board at the upcoming uh, AGM in that statement. He's pointing down, so I'll scroll down, scroll down. Where is it? 
Where is it? Which part? Oh, you've highlighted. Jeez, it's a big press release. It's about two and a half pages. Uh, as many of you know, our 2021 AGM has been brought forward to December 16. At this meeting, Peter Murphy, Christine Holgate, Bridie O'Donnell and Neil Wilson will all be up for election. This is to ensure that as we enter season 2022, all of the current board of seven will have been elected by the members. This validation is important. Directors are accountable to the members and their mandate comes from being elected by them. That's from Mark Corder. So he's saying he will step down at the end of 2022 um, and given what might be to come at that um, AGM it, it could end up being sooner but uh, so that's a big story that's just come through today and a couple of people texting through 0433 98 11 16 that they have got that message so thank you for doing that so Collingwood fans um, give us your view on that uh, if you'd like uh, Georgios is in Ivanhoe hello mate hey good evening how are you I'm really well thank you for asking Good, mate. Just want to clarify a couple of um, things. I'll, uh, curiously, um, it's curious when you thanked everybody uh, about an hour ago for going to get tested or vaccinated today, right? Mm-hmm. I want to know uh, what inspired you to do that. Was that your personal position or the radio's position? Well, we don't get a, a list of things that we have to and not have to say during the day, but I just wanted to thank... Clearly, there's a number that when we... I thank everyone for getting tested, mate, because that's the way out of lockdown and to hit a vaccination target, we're told that's the way out as well. So it's got nothing to do with my right. political view one way or the other. It's If that's what we're told gets us out. So when people go and do that and do those things, I just say thank you. I'm not, and, and if you just um, give me another 30 seconds, the reason why I ask that is one thing that I, I'm not anti-vax, I'm not pro-vax, I'm about making better educated decisions. To do that, even in this, as a mad cult supporter, this whole process to be, you know, we can sit here and listen and have opinions, but we don't know what the facts right. The same thing with what's going on behind the scenes in our lives. Now, this is on the TGA website, right? I'm just interested to see if you're aware of this. Georgios, Georgios, we're we're a sports Georgios, we're we're a sports station. Four hundred seventy six to the backs. Four hundred seventy six deaths to the backs. So at least give people the the correct information before. Georgios, given that it's my and I'll and I'll jump in. Georgios, if I want to thank people at the top of the show for getting a vaccine or getting tested, I'm well within my rights to do it. It's not a it's not a political statement in any way, shape or form. It's just to say thank you. We've been told that. Georgios, I've got people that want to ring in and talk about sport. Well, you're not. You didn't, because you mentioned the vax. I said thank you, and I moved on. If that triggers you, if that triggers you and upsets you, then that's on you, mate. This is why people cannot stand the fake stream media and the fake news. Okay, thank you very much. Oh, fake news. Is that a new expression, fake news? You've come up with that yourself? Georgios, I'm going to cut it off there. Where, if that triggers you for me to say, hey, thanks for those who've gone and done the right thing, that's on you, mate. It's not on me. If that upsets you, I, I, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. If that upsets you, then that's on you. It's not on me. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Muzz is in Geelong. G'day, Muzz. Go in, Muzz. Come on in. Um, I hope Brian Cook could get there tomorrow. And sort of sort out this rabble. I don't want either of the Scott brothers. Let's get someone that, if, if they've been assistant coaches um, and belong to grand final sides, let's have them. Um, the second thing, I'd like to throw a, a raspberry at someone in Sydney that bagged the um, 
disabled Olympic Games today. He was on uh, radar, give him a raspberry. I'd like to see him live in the world with a disability because it isn't fun. No, I didn't hear that, Muzz. And and, I, and if and if Andy uh, took him to task on that, I think we'd all uh, fall in in support of that. Yep. So yeah, uh, yeah that's that's, that's ordinary. Yeah, very ordinary. And these people that are sending you a text that you've made a mistake, and the moron that was just on. You can all go and get on another station because we're happy with what Sam's doing. He brings fun, <laughs> cheekiness and um, reports to us of, of sporting news. That's what SEN is, sporting news, not idiots. Thank you. Mazza, thank you. And, uh, look, everyone is absolutely entitled to their own political or vaccination view, um, but I'm not going to waste time on that kind of carry-on. Uh, all I said was thank you to those that went and did it. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're a bit late to take a break. So, Ted, Tim, Michael, Frog, uh, stay right there and I'll come straight to you uh, on the other side of this. Uh, we may not get time uh, for footy Tinder, but that's okay. Uh, you're wanting to set the agenda and I'm all more than happy for you to do it. Uh, this is a Sporting Capital. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Hey, uh, I just um, Muzzle before I must have misheard him when he said it was actually Kyle Sandilands that said that today in regards to Paralympians. Why am I not surprised? Uh, and I don't think anyone else really is either. And well done for Andy. Well done to Andy for calling out. Um, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Tim's in Berwick, who is the next up? Hello, mate. Good day, Sammy. How are you? Yeah, Love good. Thank you. Um. Yeah, I'd just uh, like to ring in about uh, the Blues uh, board, mate, and it's uh, dysfunctional. It's, it, uh, a lot of the trouble seems to, I think, and being a 35-year-old uh, member of, uh, gold member of Carlton and following all my life, and uh, just, I've never seen this trouble within the football club in my time. But uh, it, the trouble seems to stem from the CEO and the football director, that in Mr Lloyd. And it seems it's, it seems they seem to have their favourites and and uh, the board is totally dysfunctional, not not being the uh, new members of that of the club, that uh, the original board before uh, the four were put on, that including Diesel. And it's just... Uh, They've got too much to say, and it's going down the wrong wrong path. And I, I just don't like the way it's what's going on at Carlton at the moment because. It's yeah, Tim, I, I, I hear you, and it's a, a sentiment that's being uh, echoed pretty strongly off the text, 0433 uh off the temper text, and uh, and on the calls as well. going to try and whip through this because a heap of people wanting to have uh, their say. Um, Frog's in Spotswood. G'day, Frog. G'day, Sammy. How are you? Good, mate. Uh, tough not in the office. <laughs> no, it's fine. Absolutely fine. Yeah. I just wanted to bring up... I, I didn't want to take the focus off um, the finals, but all the North Melbourne delistings, like, how, how do you see Jared Pollock fitting into that team? Like, um, he's just taking up too much salary cap, so... Uh, yeah, that's a great question. And I'm sure that that's an area that they'll um, put a fair bit of time into at the North Melbourne Footy Club. Dave Noble is 
one of the great things about Dave Noble, uh, and Chris Fagan's like this as well, it was an ethos that they both shared, where they're very much about celebrating um, and harnessing and encouraging the players for their weapons and for their strengths. So they don't spend as much time as some other coaches might on focusing on what players can't do and what they don't do. They, they, they celebrate their strengths. They even, you know, oh, Brisbane, I don't know if they're still doing it, but they were when I was up there and they, they would do part of their training called weapons training where they would, would, would have identified um, the, the, the weapon that that player and each player brings to the table. So whether it was Harris Andrews' intercept marking or, you know, um, it, it could have been uh, Mitch Robinson, you know, getting hardball, uh, ground ball contested gets or whatever it might have been, they would let each of those players train for a, an hour or so a week on just that strength, that that weapon. They call it weapons training. So if if any, if anyone is going to be able to get Jared Pollock playing his best footy and playing a role that is to the advantage of the North Melbourne Footy Club, then I think Dave Noble's the one to do it. So I think that he'll want to give him another year, obviously, and without knowing the contract situation for him at the moment. I would say that, that Dave Noble would be very, very confident that he could get Jared Pollock up playing uh, the best footy he possibly could to play the best role he possibly can uh, for North Melbourne Frog. But then thanks very much for the call. Greatly appreciate it. Michael's in Caroline Springs. Uh, Mick, hello. How are you, mate? Um, yeah, just on the Craig Cray appointment um, with Collingwood. Uh, as a Collingwood member, yeah, uh, really, really happy with the um, the way he spoke. And, I mean, it's only been 24 hours. But, um, yeah, just really happy with it. And um, I was really one for if it's, it's either it's either Clarko or, um, or Ross. And, um, yeah, it just goes to show that the, the local supporter or member um, you know, can can have their say, but um, the club will always, um, you know, find find the best the best bloke for the job. I mean, if Clarko was was up for grabs, you'd, you'd obviously have it. But no, I'm re- I'm really happy where he's come from, and the proof will be in the pudding. And um, yeah, um, just just really just really happy with um, with, with the appointment. I'm, I'm looking looking forward to next year. And just with Carlton, um, I really think they should go for Buckley. Um, now with Ross throwing his hat out, um, I really think that yeah they should go for Buckley. Um, I really think he could prosper just in a new new environment, a new club. And um, I, I do actually part my family go for Carlton, so I got a soft spot for him. So for him to go there, would be good. So um, yeah, I'd like to see him see him at Carlton. Um, I hope he has a good time up. Yeah, still from all reports, Michael, that, that Bucks very much wants to take another 12 months off and just assess what he wants to do. And there's been a lot of talk that he may have already signed with uh, one of the uh, rights holders, one of the TV broadcasters. So uh, I think we can expect to see him in the media next year. And um, I remember when he was in the media before he went back into coaching and he was fantastic um, in that role. So... Uh, I think we'll get a real benefit from having him in the media for however long he decides to do it. But I, I, I can't see it happening at the moment that he goes straight back into coaching given those things and given that he seems pretty adamant that it'll take at least 12 months to go back in. So, And, and as in terms of McRae, I think you're, I haven't heard one person um, question that appointment yet, which goes to show you how highly regarded Craig McRae is within the football community. Um, a, a phenomenally broad and extensive apprenticeship that he's done is uh, is now uh, paying dividends for him and he'll do a ripping job, I've got no doubt. And as I said last night, I, I, I rang a former teammate and a bloke that I used to work with up in Brizzy uh, in Simon Black to, to get the skinny on him and 
the words that he used was that he makes he makes you feel better about yourself just by being in his presence. He's got a real mind to development. Um, he's an enabler, so he's someone who really is about boosting your sense of self and, and, and getting the ultimate out of you and, and make helping you achieve everything that you can. And he, as a player, and it's interesting, isn't it? I think the, the, the players who have been like this in their career, I think make brilliant coaches that haven't been the biggest star, but they, they played their role. They knew exactly what their role was and they played it brilliantly. They sacrificed themselves for the team. Craig McRae was, if you remember, probably the very first iteration, probably him and Ben Dixon, of the high-pressure Ford that chased and tackled and ran down and, and, and gave, you know, gave the Fords other opportunities with you know, repeat entries and then the ball being held inside Ford 50 or inside Ford half. And he did that sacrificing his own game for the rest of the team's game. And I think those guys make great coaches. Just a personal view. There might not be any stats to back it up, but I think if you go back and look at a lot of the successful coaches, they're guys who played a, a specific role so they understand that, and then they also understand that stars need to be stars as well. And they have sacrificed for those guys in their career, and they know how to help get the best out of those players uh, as a coach too. Um, Ted's in Thornbury. G'day, Ted. G'day, Sammy. Uh, First-time caller. Um, Thank you. About the Carlton, that's right. about the Carlton uh, debacle? But before I start on that... Um, each and every day, Sammy, when you thank people for the vaccinations, that's great because me being in the medical sector, um, the more people we get vaccinated, the better off we'll be, mate. So don't uh, take any notice of idiots that ring on the station. So I, just Ted, want to I, that I, I appreciate that. Um, thank you, mate. Um, yeah. I don't want to get another uh, inundation, but so we'll we'll no, no. appreciate that, and we'll we'll get back yeah. into some some footy. That's it. So I'm gutted that Ross Lyons not coaching Carlton because I wanted him three, four, five years ago. Now we've got a situation where pretty much it's the Scott brothers and Michael Voss that all that I can see. I don't know if you've got anyone else, Sammy, that's got the experienced coach and availability for 2022 on your list. But as a previous caller said, yeah, Bucks is out, Clark goes out. Brad Scott um, has, has several op, uh, options, we believe, on the table. Yep. I, I think the club would be mad not to. To go after Michael Voss. Um, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that's the only way it'll appease the club. Otherwise, I think we might be in for an EGM because there is a rival faction yep. that is itching to get at uh, Sayers and Co. And the other interesting thing about the Ross Lyon decision is that the there is a split amongst the board and it had to do with his yeah, time at Fremantle. Yeah, I know. We won't... We'll, we'll leave that be... Ted, I know. Just... I know. But, but that's, that's sad because Ross Lyon would be a great fit for Carlton because he's hungry for a premiership because he hasn't won one as a coach. Yeah. We're hungry because we haven't had one for 26 years. Mm. And if anyone had told me in 1995 that we'd be waiting for a quarter of a century for the next flag, I'd, I'd say they had rocks in their head. But uh, here we are. Yeah, thank you, Ted. Uh, great point no you make. I think it's the third long, uh, third longest active premiership drought uh, at the minute, Carlton. Um, but it, look, it could be a blessing in disguise to now actually, actually have to force you to go through an extensive process. It might just be a blessing in disguise. They might be actually forced into doing it um, in what we think is the right way. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Lou's in Preston. G'day, Lou. G'day, Sam. How you going? I'm really well. Thanks for asking. That's good. No worries. Thanks heaps for the show. I love it. Oh, thank um, you. Uh, first time caller. Yeah, I, I talk about something different with the Blues. Uh, now, I was a 
I was supporter of Teague right down to the death. Uh, you know, I was getting a sick feeling in my stomach the whole way, you know, through through the whole year. And I'm still upset about it, to be honest. And I felt the same with Bolton. You know, it was about the journey, something to believe in. You know, I had faith in these guys. You know, it's, it's all I've known following the club for 30 years. You know, I just latch onto the, you know, these guys and hoping they'll pull through. And I was just wondering, and, you know, I didn't want Lyon. It was just a bit of a vibe thing, bit of a Dennis Denudo. It was just a vibe of the thing. I didn't mm. feel like it felt right. And I was just wondering your thoughts on, you know, especially considering that last-ditch effort led by the players to try and, you know, Walsh and the Kernos and that to try and keep Teague, whether they uh, jumped the gun a bit um, in sacking him uh, at, the, at that stage in, of the year, uh, whether it was too early. Uh, yeah, Lou, great question, and I've and I've talked about this a few times, and given that we've only got a few minutes left and um, there's a lot of people still want to have a chat, my short answer to that is yes. I think that in all the circumstances that you weigh up, if you take the helicopter view of the whole David Teague experience from when he got the job full-time into COVID, into another COVID, massive layoffs, so six assistant coaches and special coaches get laid off, so he doesn't have a full team around him as a first-time coach, two years of COVID, mid-year there's a review where every Everybody uh, is walking on eggshells, a psychologically unsafe environment, he called it. He had a year left on his contract. He never got his own team assembled around him. So for that and a whole lot of other reasons, and yep, he made mistakes. Yes, he was outcoached. Was his record uh, any better or worse than a lot of people after their second year? No, it wasn't. It was actually better than some of the greatest coaches of the modern era. Yeah, I think they jumped the gun. I think he should have been able to see out his contract. Uh, thank you, mate. Great question. Come back. Uh, I've only got a couple of minutes left in the tank. Uh, not in my tank, but in the actual time tank as we're getting over for the fourth, the fourth test between England and India. I'll try and get as many of you to air on the other side of this. Sporting Capital SEN. All right, we've got two minutes. I'm going to get as many of these calls to air as possible. We're going to do it rapid fire before we say goodbye and head over to England for the fourth test between England and India. Sean in East Keelor, go. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Um, Kevin Sheedy, Kevin Sheedy, 27 years, four grand finals. Would anyone have given him 27 years to win four grand finals? Or one? Probably, you know what I mean? Like, probably not like in this day and age. Probably not You need time to build rapport with your players. And, yep. And um, you, 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 you gotta you got to become their friends. Yeah, no one wants to go to work and think their job's on the line. Maybe it doesn't have to necessarily be friends. I mean, friends. I mean, that is, doesn't have to player, necessarily be friends. Player. Do you reckon, Sean? Yeah, or but as, be... a play, as a player, as a player, yep. you, you you need to you need you need to feel like you're secure and you you know what I mean. Like, like I, I don't know. You, how do you do four years? How long has Teague been there for? Now that was his second year. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. How, how, how can you? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe Gordon Ramsay could come in there and sort it out. It got a bit of that vibe about it, doesn't it, Sean? Thank you, mate. Nicely done. Uh, John's on the road. G'day, John. Uh, g'day, mate. Just really quickly, because I know you don't have very long. Last night on AFL 360, Waitley and Ringwald spoke very positively and op- optimistically about Collingwood going through a rebuild and working their way back up the ladder. It was a really good the way they spoke about it. Should the Cats have done the same or trying to maintain staying top four so long? Is that a mistake? Um, and not being able to get the ultimate prize because you can't get those picks? What do you think? Uh, uh, I'll reserve my judgment until the end of the season. If they can get a flag, then no. Um, but if, if they can't, then is it wasted? I don't know if wasted's the word, but... Um, I still love watching them winning, but, you know, finals would be nice. Oh, do you, know, do you know what I, I said it during the week, John? I'd just love to see them just just relax just a little bit. 
just just they're very rigid and strict. I'd like to see them play with a, a bit more dare. You know, if you, you're either going to win or lose, right? So how do you want to win and how do you want to lose? If you win doing it this way, then okay, great. But if you lose doing it this way, won't you always wonder, geez, if we had just maybe taken the game on a bit more, could the situation have been different? Could the results have been a little different? Um, I guess it's up to Chris Scott whether he will just just put a little bit of something into it and rather than just being so desperate not to make mistakes the the best teams at the moment live and david king told me this the best teams at the moment live in turnover they create them they cause them they do them themselves look at their profile on that it's a great point that he makes and we'll expand on that a bit more next week uh enjoy the footy this weekend thanks for your company test cricket up next on sen when making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.